service should really be a lifestyle and not an event. And I think the the tragedy about that is so many of us recognize, yes, we want to step up and serve for this event our church is having or whatever it is. But ultimately, what we want to work towards is a lifestyle of service. How can I live my life serving God? No matter what career I'm in, if I'm a teacher or I'm a, um, I'm a mom that's staying home with their kids or I work in an office, there's ways that we can serve God in those moments. And so that's what this week is all about. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Thank you for joining us today as we continue this conversation about serving God and service in the kingdom. The next one, uh, picking and choosing who to serve. Um, this happens a lot of times. I, I don't know where you guys are at, but we live in a small community. And so sometimes there are different churches that have different brands or there are different ministries, even across the country that have different brands. And so this particular ministry might only reach out to this kind of population because that's who they're called to serve. Um, and if that's your passion, that's what God has burdened you with. And that's what God has opened the door for then a hundred percent, absolutely do it. But it, the problem is, is when you start to refuse ministering to a population because they don't fit the brand. And um, Jesus says in Mark 9, 35, that we are to be a servant of all. 
And if you start picking and choosing who you're serving based on the brand of your ministry or the brand of your organization, that's that's a problem. Um, and even even what I'm doing right now, I changed the podcast title to be Hearing Jesus instead of She Hears because what was happening was I was having a lot of men uh, following and messaging me and asking for, for biblical tips. And I thought, okay, well, the whole she part, is that excluding somebody? And so I'm still preparing content for women, but I don't want to exclude the men as a, as a result of that. And so, um, figuring out strategy and really this is about true service. I really have a heart to serve my listeners and the people in our community. And it's not about building a brand. It's about building the kingdom. Ooh, that's good. It's not about building a brand. It's about building the kingdom. The next one is Number six, being affected by moods or whims. So um, in a ministry season, we would do ministry, uh, the Sidewalk Sunday School program that I was talking about, or even with like missions that what we're doing right now, people start off strong. They always start off strong. And uh, a lot of times they show up for the training, they get the t-shirt, they get the resources, and by the end of the season, I don't even know where they are. And it's not for lack of training or lack of support. We just have a long season. We would do a season of 13, 15, sometimes 20 weeks, and you know, the the newness of it would be over and the novelty of it would be over. And who would be left would be the people that are there really truly to serve the kingdom because it's about the call. The call doesn't go away. So the people that were there because of self-righteous, well, they got their t-shirt and then something else better came along on that day to do and and then they were done and so that's a really good indicator of 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 the heart posture is um are you in it for the long call are you serving because this is what you're called to do or are you doing it just because it's the the new fun fancy fancy new thing to do the seventh thing is temporary so this is when um maybe the act of service is being performed you're you're spot on and you are you know super christian and then when that act of service is done um it's not quite as important and um i'll give an example but really true service has to be a lifestyle and it's based on need and sometimes it's spontaneous and it's not um, scheduled. And so, yes, there are schedules, but it's also paying attention to what God is doing and letting his agenda trump our agenda. So one time I was visiting a nursing home with some male counterparts, um, other pastors, and we were going to visit one particular patient at the nursing home that was not doing well. And, and the agenda was to go in to pray for this person and to leave. And so when we got to the nursing home, we walked in through the door and there was a woman sitting on the bench in the lobby sobbing. And my male counterparts looked at her and just opened the door and kept on going. And I was like, what the crap? So I sat down next to her and I said, ma'am, are you okay? And she goes on to tell me about how her husband was just diagnosed with a terminal illness. She just had to um, enroll him or, or put him in this nursing home and she was just heartbroken. And so I asked her if I could pray with her and 
and I did. She allowed me to, and I had the privilege of praying with her and spending a little bit of time with her and ministering to her. It didn't take long, five minutes, maybe 10. I don't even think it was that long, but it made a difference for her. And my male counterparts stood there and watched me. There was not one move to pray for her, to speak a word of encouragement to her. In fact, they were irritated with me that I was taking up some of their time. Five minutes. And so that's what I mean. Is is true service based on a temporary need that is part of a performance? Or is it spontaneous and based on the people that God puts in your path? That's how you can tell the difference between um, self-righteous service and true service. Another one, insensitive. So this is the kind of service that insists on meeting the need even when to do so would be destructive. Now, I'm probably going to step on some toes with this one. This one I see all the time on missions trips. Um, Not for the organization I work for. I work for an amazing missions organization now. But in the past and with lots of other churches and lots of other groups, what we would see is these mission trips that were destructive. And so an example of this would be, um, there was one church that I know of that uh, took a bunch of flip-flops into a garbage dump in Africa. And I'm not even going to say the country, but they they took a bunch of flip-flops. And so they got there and they were in this garbage dump and they were handing out all these flip-flops. And they get to the end of the flip-flops and there was one little boy sitting there. No flip-flops left. And so... Um, while everybody else might have been really happy about the flip-flops, what did that communicate to that little boy? A little boy who was living in the garbage dump, mind you. Not only that, but it put the flip-flop man out of business, the man who actually makes and sells flip-flops in that community. And it also created dependency because now, guess what? Flip-flops don't last very long. So now the question is, well, when are you coming back? I need more flip-flops. That drives me crazy, and and it's destructive for the communities that we're serving. And so instead, what true service would look like would be doing what we would call the helping without hurting model. If you haven't read that book, it's amazing. Maybe we'll go through it one day, helping without hurting. The helping without hurting model says, okay, how can I develop sustainability for the people that I'm serving. And so um, for the countries that we serve, what this looks like is with one of our countries in Malawi, um, taking sewing machines and material and teaching them how to sew dresses. And then they can sell those dresses and buy more material and then maybe upgrade their equipment. And then now they have a sustainable business. I've still met the need that I kind of feel led to take something to serve them. Absolutely. But instead of creating dependency on me, I've taught them something sustainable that's going to get them out of their situation. That's what true service is. When I suggest churches don't take flip-flops, oh my gosh, you would think that I cussed at them. Um, But it's not about me and what I want to do. It's about the kingdom and what God calls us to do. We're going to stop there for today. You know, I know that that last example was a little bit of a repeat if you listened to the podcast last week. But I think I left it in because I think it's important to have that example within this conversation of what self-serving service looks like. And is it going to be damaging to somebody because of me pushing for my own agenda and am I being sensitive to God's agenda? And I do want to make this caveat that I don't think any of those people that took those flip-flops did it with the intention of hurting 
somebody or hurting the people that they were serving. Obviously, that's the reason why we're there in the first place. But I think if we're talking about building the kingdom and doing it in a way that has a lasting impact, we have to look deeper than just these surface issues. We have to look at some of the systems instead of just the symptoms. So I pray that this conversation continues to bless you. And as we're thinking about this idea of service, our hearts and minds are going to be opened up to a broader view of what that actually means and the way we can do it in a way that's going to make the most impact. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for my friends that are listening and that have a heart to serve you, God. I thank you um, that even in the midst of some hard conversations or some hard realizations that we can recognize that this is about growth. This is about not staying where we're at, even when we feel fully committed to serving you. And we recognize that perhaps there's ways we've done it in a way that is not ideal. God, I pray for grace in that area to overwhelm my friends, help them not to feel a, a burden by that, but for them to learn from that. God, um, help them to recognize this area of what I like to say is failing forward, where when we learn better, we do better. God, I pray for my friends that that realization would be something that they would be seeking in their own lives, that they would be seeking to serve you in a way that ultimately is what you want from them and not just what we want to do on our own. So God, I thank you and I praise you and I pray that um, you would continue to work in our hearts during this series. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, before you go, I just wanted to fill you in on something. I've gotten a lot of questions recently about what's next. People have gone through the She Hears Bible study and they kind of want to have some direction as far as what to do next. Don't worry, I will be writing more studies. But in the meantime, the goal of the She Hears Bible study was to not only help you to learn how to hear Jesus through the example of the six women, in the study, but really for you to have a, a set of tools to use that you can apply to other passages of scripture. So what I have available for you on the resources page of my website is a couple different tools to help you do just that. And depending on your budget, there's lots of options. The first option is just a very simple uh, ESV version book of John Bible journal. And so what that is, is on one side, you have the scripture from the the whole book of John. So on one side, you have the actual scripture verse by verse. And on the other side, you have places to take notes. And so that's a really easy place to continue doing the color method of study. And if you don't have the colors that we have designated in the study, those are available. I think they're just a couple bucks in the, in the resources page as well. But you can continue to use that color method throughout, you know, one chapter or a, a couple verses. It's a really easy way to do that. And they're small. You can kind of tuck it into your bag. The second resource is similar, except it's all four gospels like that. And so that, that one is done by Hosanna Revival and they're just beautiful. Um, I love them, just the aesthetic of them. They make me feel really special when I'm working in them. And so that's all four of the Gospels. And that's a little bit more expensive because you're getting the whole set. And then the third option, and there's two different price points depending on what you're looking for, is we have journaling Bibles. And so there's the hardcover that are beautifully painted, and then also the leather bound. And 
what I love about those is when you open them up inside, you will see space in the margins to continue to write. Some people just have a thing about writing in their Bibles. Not me. My Bibles are all marked up. But if you have a thing about writing in your Bibles, this could be a dedicated journaling Bible where you can do the color method and not worry about getting, you know, your study Bible all messed up. And so I pray that those resources bless you. I started putting those in the shop after people started requesting them. And then I realized that I never really told you guys about them unless you private message me. So in case you're looking for what's next, what's more, this is a really good transition after you finish the She Hears Bible Study. I pray that it blesses you. Have a good week, friends. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.